0: So, Mark. Yes. I know this is a thing we've done before, but given the movie that we watched today, I think it's really important that we start off by talking about DVD extras.
1: You mean talking about perhaps the most famous DVD extra of them all? It probably is. It's definitely one that everyone I know who's seen this movie has watched.
0: Well, because a lot of people associate it with the movie. They think it's part of the movie.
1: Yeah, I forgot. Same with the first one, I forgot that this wasn't at the end of the movie.
0: Right. So obviously we are talking about 2004 bottled.
1: Yes. Far, far away
0: idol. The American Idol parody, I guess. Kind of? Not really. American Idol celebration. Yeah. That was included on the DVD release of Shrek 2. If you have not seen this lately, it's on YouTube, but On the Shrek 2 DVD, there was a thing called Far, Far Away Idol, which starts off with a drunk donkey and puss in boots, a character that... Is really charming, and it's weird that they never spun him off. He seems like a ready-made option for that. I know they talked about it for a while. They actually put out, like, some posters and concept art and stuff, but they never made it. No one has ever seen the film Puss in Boots. It doesn't exist. Anyway, Donkey and Puss in Boots are, like, hanging out, singing drunk, and people are like, oh, they're not bad. And then Shrekified, like, Shrek Universe animated Simon Cowell shows up and is like, I never give compliments, but I guess you're fine. And from there, it immediately launches into this American Idol knockoff of all these Shrek characters just basically doing karaoke.
1: With some backup music, and they're all bad.
0: They're all pretty darn bad. It's also worth noting the animation is substantially worse than the movie. You mean
1: they spent less money on this than they put into the real movie?
0: It's, like, pretty jarring to watch back-to-back. Yeah. But, of course, then at the very end you get to vote and they actually had voting online where even if you watched it on the vhs where it aired after the credits it would still show you the url that you could go to and you could vote online but on the dvd version you click on who to vote for and if you vote for shrek and fiona or donkey or puss in boots then they win and it's like oh congratulations puss in boots you never got a movie but you got far far away idol on the other hand If you choose any other person, Simon Cowell declares, that's ridiculous, it's me! And then sings my way on top of a table as the camera pulls out. It's bizarre. It's so weird, and it's so just like that moment in 2004 when American Idol was a juggernaut.
1: Yeah, and DVDs were a boundless frontier with endless possibilities. Right.
0: So who was your favorite on the Far, Far Away Idol? Probably Puss in Boots. Puss in He does a good job. Yeah. It's worth noting that in terms of all the votes that went on online, DreamWorks said that Doris actually was the ultimate winner, the ugly stepsister. Wow. I hope that's
1: an accomplishment Larry King holds in his heart to this day. (laughs)
0: Okay. Larry King, though, is only in the American version.
1: Yeah. This was the craziest thing. So I watched Shrek 2 on HBO. I
0: did also because I discovered the DVD I had picked up was in full screen. So I watched like the pre-roll and then I started the movie and I was like, oh, forget this. Came back for Far, Far Away Idol. But in between, I watched it on HBO.
1: HBO is an American network. So I assumed we would be getting the American version. I was wrong. It's so weird. It's so weird. So two cameos are redubbed including one is a character drawn to look exactly like the person voicing her. Yeah, it's Joan Rivers. It's Joan Rivers. So watching someone who looks like Joan Rivers but does not have the voice of Joan Rivers is strange. It's one
0: of the many bizarrely unsettling things about this movie.
1: Yeah, watching animation, you know in your head these people are not saying these words. But for some reason, that one I was like, this feels like a bad lip sync. It really just... Pulled me out of the movie. Yeah,
0: so Joan Rivers and Larry King were both replaced in the British version of the movie. Everyone else is the same. It's so weird.
1: I guess those are the two main cameos.
0: Yeah, I think it speaks to one of the challenges this movie makes is in their effort to go bigger, I think they lean harder into the pop culture jokes, which leads them down these stranger paths. Yeah.
1: Very weird how they incorporate a lot of them. Some of them definitely did still land with me. So I I think
0: this movie did not work as well for me. Really? As like, say, Shrek 1. And I think it's because I can see the road to Shark Tale in this movie. (laughs) We talked a lot in the Shark Tale episode about all these jokes that may not play to kids and are really just there being like, look, this is a pun we can make right now. Yeah. Like, Jessica Shrimpson added nothing to the world of Shark Tale. Right. And I feel like a lot of this stuff that I'm seeing in this movie is somebody sat down in a room and they were like, all right, we're going to come up with as many fairy tale jokes as we can, and we're just going to pepper them through the movie, whether or not they relate to the story. Right.
1: I think this one still does it better than Shark Tale. Well, yes, that's a low bar. bar. (laughs) It's
0: worth noting that when you watch the original release DVD of this, it starts with an ad, and the voiceover on that ad, the first line of it is, they're everyone's favorite fish. And they it's an ad an for ad Shark for Tale. Finding Nemo? No, it's an ad for Shark Tale. Weirdly,
1: <laughs> A strange, bold statement. Yeah. Then right after that, every human.
0: Then right after that was an ad with Ben Stiller in person explaining the premise of Madagascar.
1: It's so weird when they do that for kids' movies. Yeah. I remember seeing ads like that with the real voice, and it did not work for me
0: no because the kid doesn't really care
1: no i don't know who ben stiller is as a six-year-old
0: there is a reference in that ad where he's running through who is playing all the characters and he identifies david schwimmer that guy from that tv show and this was the first time i'd ever seen that ad and known what that tv show was
1: it's um it's chums it's american crime story the trials of oj simpson right yeah the people versus oj simpson the people versus oj simpson
0: juice
1: uh so, weird. <laughs> so
0: glad we can bring you two-year-old jokes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what else has he done since then that I could reference? Will
0: I feel like he's done something. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Schwimmer, get at us. Let us know. Give us the swim. Tell us what you've been up to.
1: You know, avid listener David Schwimmer. Yeah. Hashtag give us the swim. <laughs> oh God, I hate that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get started. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to We Love the Love, a Hollywood romance podcast. I'm Mark, and I'm gay.
0: And I'm Will, and I'm a ginger, and. As you hopefully know, this is an investigative podcast. We're digging into mysteries. We're trying to find the truth. We know it's out there. We're going to find it. So we're trying to answer one of the most important, one of the most pressing, one of the most urgent questions that is being asked in 2018. Does Hollywood romance actually make any sense? And
1: are these people actually dateable? Are any of them even
0: like Mark! It doesn't matter if it's a main plot or if it's a one-scene flirtation. How many times do I have to tell you? No matter what, we're going to dig in. We're going to see what's there. It is our job. We're committed. The American people are demanding it. We won't stop until we found a conclusive answer.
1: Are we going to watch every movie that ever existed? Is That's that our job. That's plan? our
0: task. Okay. Does Hollywood romance actually ever make any sense?
1: And we have expanded outside of Hollywood, too. That's true. We did that Bollywood movie. Yeah, we're investigating every film on the planet.
0: Every film that's ever been made, we're going to find the answer. Because the thing is, when it's all done, we're going to be able to calculate the average ranking of every movie ever made on our Sensometer, and we'll be able to tell you, like, the average movie romance makes 6 out of 10 cents. Wow,
1: Howard the Duck is really going to pull that down.
0: Now, it's worth noting, the average uh, movie makes 6 out of 10 cents, but if the movie is a male, it makes 8 out of 10 cents. It's not something I like, but it's the world we live in.
1: Oh, God. That was rough.
0: Not cutting it. Okay. Anyway, today, of course, we are continuing. Speaking of things that are rough, our long slog through every film.
1: That's a segue.
0: Made by DreamWorks Animation. We're doing their first sequel. The movie that is still their most successful film, 2004's Shrek 2.
1: I think I liked it more still than you did. I
0: think that is probably true.
1: I am... One that enjoys a cheap laugh every now and again. And I haven't watched a movie where all of the jokes were just so cheap that I still kind of had fun with it. I liked it. It was easy. I'd had a rough day. It made me feel better.
0: All right. Yeah, I just felt like this one was a little bit more aimless in a way. I mean, the first track has an incredibly simple plot. It's walk out to the tower, get Fiona, walk back. <laughs> Indeed. That's the entire plot. Half that's of why it's they have all
1: through montage. That's why they have
0: to pad it out with four montages. Right. This one, it's worth noting Has probably the same amount of music in it, but fewer montages. Yeah. Because there are more, like, set pieces in this movie. Because there's the, like, Magic Factory set piece. Yeah. There's the Storming the Castle. I feel like in Shrek 1, those would have been montages. Right. Probably the higher budget there is helping out, too.
1: Oh, I would imagine. The
0: budget on this one was substantially increased on the first one. more?
1: I mean, this is a movie where David Bowie actually is featured. Yeah, in I mean, the, soundtrack. the
0: budget's almost tripled from $60 million to $150 million. Oh my god. And a not insignificant part of that is that the Central 3, Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy, each made $350,000 to make Shrek 1. Yeah. A lot of money. Yes. I, I would be happy to have that money.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: For Shrek 2, they each got 10 million dollars
1: oh my god
0: yeah and that was the most they'd ever been paid in their careers probably still the most they've ever been paid
1: yeah because this is the height for almost all of them
0: yeah so they raked in tons of money on the front and this was almost immediately seen as this big juggernaut because shrek was such a hit that with shrek 2 coming down the pike everyone was like well this is going to be a huge thing Actually, to the point that they opened it on a Wednesday, not of a holiday weekend. It was just mid May. The movie opened May 19th, 2004. That's
1: my dad's birthday. No way. Yeah. Who was, knew? So,
0: so he celebrated Shrek 2.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering if we saw it that week and whether my dad hated it. Probably I think I... both are true.
0: I think I saw it that Friday.
1: Yeah. Well, it was a school night. Of course I would have gone on the weekend.
0: (laughs) So that means that I contributed to that massive opening weekend. I mean, I didn't pay for it. It was 2004. I was 11 years old. Yeah. But that movie's incredible opening weekend, it opened to $108 million in its first weekend. At the time, that was the second largest opening weekend ever behind the original Spider-Man movie. Which was two years earlier. And the Saturday of that weekend was, at the time, the largest single day in box office history. Wow,
1: Shrek 2, man.
0: Shrek 2 was a juggernaut. It yeah. went on to make $441 million, So it had a multiplier of four, which is pretty darn good.
1: And that's just domestic, right?
0: And that's just domestic. It made over $900 million internationally. Good God. Shrek 2 made a ton of money. It was really well-received. It was actually critically well-received as well, Yeah. for the most part. It wound up being nominated for two Academy Awards. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature, along with the previously mentioned Abomination Shark Tale.
1: Ew, oh my god, no. Yeah,
0: and then lost to cinematic masterpiece The Incredibles.
1: One of the best movies ever made.
0: Yeah, it also was nominated for Best Original Song. I did not know this was an original song. Me neither. It was nominated for Accidentally in Love, by Counting Crows, the centerpiece of the opening montage of this movie.
1: Which is a good song? I think it is. I think it is.
0: I think it's a good song.
1: Did you know, uh, oh no. Wow, Wikipedia lied to me. Who knew? What? Uh, Oh, they nominated it. Uh, AFI nominated the film for its top 10 animation films list, but it did not make it. But Shrek did, coming in at number 8.
0: I, I, sub- I approve of that.
1: Yeah, because it was defining of animation in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, Shrek 2 did premiere in competition at Cannes as well, so it had some of that pedigree behind oh it. Oh my
1: god, I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Wow. I really think that Shrek is... A better film for being tighter. I think this one gets a little bit lost at times. And I also felt the animation quality more on this one. Really? I thought it was a little weak. Especially the humans. There are a lot of humans in this movie. Not so much in the first one. That
1: is the problem is Princess Fiona looks good. But every other human they struggled with more.
0: Right. They look pretty funky. Whereas like Puss in Boots looks great.
1: Yeah. Puss in Boots looks great. Human Fiona looks good.
0: Human Shrek works for me.
1: Human Shrek works for me. Frog King looks good, but everyone else is a little. Uh. Yeah,
0: it looks like they were just thinking, oh, like, everyone's just going to be focusing on the main characters, so we can kind of just, like, half do it. And it's the same thing where, like, you pay attention. All the backgrounds in this movie are stationary. Right. There's nothing moving in the backgrounds. It really feels like somebody moving through a set.
1: Yeah, but I never pay attention to things like that. And most people don't.
0: But still, that's what I'm saying. I was disappointed by the animation in this, considering I know it comes out the same year as, say, The Incredibles. Right.
1: But I will say this movie has a lot of really good performances. More than Shrek 1, I'd say.
0: There's a lot more characters than yeah, Shrek 1. Shrek 1 true. basically has five characters. You've got I think four Lith- characters. Yeah.
1: John Lithgow does a good job with Lord Farquaad, but Jennifer Saunders as the fairy godmother is iconic. She's great. I love her so much. I have watched most of Absolutely Fabulous. And she's incredible in that. She's great in everything she does. So I always love watching The Fairy Godmother. Well,
0: if you're looking for more ways to watch her perform, you could, of course, always watch Shrek 2 on HBO. You could watch it on full screen DVD, like I unfortunately have. You could watch it on VHS if you tracked that down. Or, because this movie came out in 2004, you could watch it on Game Boy Advance Video. Ah!
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh my god, they did that, didn't
0: they? I didn't know about this. So apparently, the Game Boy Advance, that like... Purple clump thing. (laughs) The Game Boy Advance looks like Barney took a poo and it solidified with a screen in the middle.
1: Mine was white. Really? I think I got it before they introduced colors. I feel
0: like the standard one was purple.
1: Yeah, purple see-through.
0: Yeah. So you would take this Barney turd and you would get... A cartridge that looked like a game cartridge, but it would have a movie on it, except that they pretty much only released a couple episodes of kids' TV shows on them, like a lot of Nickelodeon stuff, Cartoon Network, things like that, and they released three movies, Shrek, Shrek 2, and Shark Tale. So we have covered every movie that was released under Game Boy Advance Video.
1: I wonder if they work on SP because I still have my SP. They
0: do work on SP. The companies were really insistent that they not be able to do the Game Boy to GameCube interface because they didn't want you to be able to buy it for Game Boy and then watch it on your TV. Although, I don't know why anyone would want to do that because the resolution on these things was terrible because it was made to be watched on a Game Boy screen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if it was cheaper than a DVD. I think
0: it was a little bit cheaper. Yeah. They also had to edit them down a little bit because they weren't capable of showing more than 90 minutes
1: oh god i mean that makes sense the game boy advance sp is really smart because i definitely bought one and i bought the same game console just slightly different
0: that one has a nicer design though it does. the fact that it like folds into the nice little box it as does. opposed to again big barney turd
1: yeah but also just the idea that they basically re-released the same game console yeah. i guess they still do that with like playstation 4 plus
0: yeah that's true take my money
1: Um, do you want to start talking about The Romance? Yeah, Shrek 2. covers uh, most of the movie. Yeah, like we were saying,
0: biggest DreamWorks release ever. It was the biggest animated film until Toy Story 3 came out in 2010. So it held that title for six years. It currently sits at number 11 on the list. Basically behind Pixar movies, Disney movies, and Despicable Me movies.
1: That have come out since it was released. Yeah,
0: so it's now 11th all time. Um, is
1: Minions on that list.
0: I think it is. I'm so mad. Which I have never seen. I've only ever seen the first Despicable Me movie. No, I saw... I think I saw the second one. I just, like, don't love them.
1: I enjoyed the first one. I realized nothing else they made would be good and stopped there.
0: Yeah, I didn't love even the first one. I thought it was fine. And it was a weird moment when I saw the new Grinch movie. And I realized, like, that was the first Illumination movie I had ever seen in theaters.
1: Oh, Minions is number three.
0: Yeah, so hang on. So let let me try to figure it out. So number one is finding dory no frozen yes number one is frozen number two is finding dory no coco
1: finding dory is pretty far down really yeah that
0: was really big that was like number one domestically for that year i think
1: this is wikipedia so it's worldwide gross oh, Okay. Do you want me to find domestic
0: oh uh, no this is fine so number one is frozen number two is it a disney release
1: disney pixar
0: oh so pixar oh, okay is it incredibles 2 it is okay uh, they're getting close, aren't they?
1: Um, yes, fifty million dollars.
0: And Incredibles two is still screening around the world, so that's unlikely. But it could get unlikely. close. Uh, two is Incredibles two. Three is Minions. You said yes. Yeah, I mean, that's recency for you.
1: Yeah. Inflation is helping these out, because I don't think these movie prices, like, I don't think these are adjusted for inflation.
0: Yeah. Global, it'd be interesting to see, because, like, Coco is the best performing movie in the history of Mexican cinema.
1: Yeah. When adjusted for inflation, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves would appear at the top of the chart. But
0: that's a bunch of re-releases. Adjusted
1: gross of almost $2 billion. Yeah, but
0: that's yeah, I know. not one theatrical release. Oh, I
1: know, but it's still insane, especially because that one's not- good
0: oh disagree
1: i just don't like the way she sings which really ruins it
0: no snow white is a good movie
1: i haven't watched it in a long time but i've listened to someday my prince will come and it makes me sad
0: <laughs> i'm sorry
1: you know what the number one that song
0: should have been in this movie except that that would never happen
1: you know what the highest grossing
0: stop motion film is is it wallace and gromit curse of the were rabbit
1: no it's eternal classic chicken run Ah, oh, great
0: a holocaust movie (laughs) we should do that movie oh my god yeah we're gonna keep watching animated movies
1: okay but let's start working on these points oh sure i guess because i mean we don't really need to summarize the movie yeah
0: we got somewhere to be yeah
1: okay so point number
0: one accidentally in love
1: the movie opens with Shrek and Fiona, recently married, on their honeymoon. Yeah, so
0: it picks up basically right after the first movie. Right. As Counting Crows accidentally in love plays.
1: Yeah, so they go and they stay in one of Hansel and Gretel's. It's like that a field of chalets, but they're all gingerbread houses.
0: You just keep talking over me. <laughs>
1: It's very distracting. I don't remember what's next. They go on a picnic. Shrek makes out with Ariel after a wave crashes over them. Then Fiona throws her into the ocean where she's
0: eaten by sharks.
1: So in this movie, Ariel is eaten by
0: sharks. I I can't remember if she comes back in the later movies when they bring in all the princesses. I think she doesn't. So she might be canonically dead.
1: (laughs) I think canonically Ariel is
0: dead in this world. This whole montage is basically just montage of one reference after another. Yeah. Because we get the forging of the one ring. We get Fiona holding up her hand and the ring falls onto it like in the Prancing Pony. Yeah. We get the Spider-Man kiss.
1: But I don't know. It was fun. These ones are all
0: fine. I don't mind these.
1: Yeah. And then the movie actually starts with Fiona getting a letter from her parents saying, come to the castle.
0: Yeah. So point number two then.
1: Yeah, point number two. Oh, yeah.
0: They get back to Shrek's shack in the swamp, which is apparently just like the plan is they're going to live in Shrek's bachelor shack for the rest of their lives.
1: Donkey is there taking care of the place, but taking care
0: of the plants and the fish. Yeah,
1: he adopts fish and then they promptly die. And then while they're hanging out, a bunch of, I don't know what they're called.
0: Heralds. Heralds
1: come and bring a letter inviting Shrek and Fiona.
0: Not before one of know. the Heralds breaks away to play the Hawaii Five-0 theme. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and they invite Shrek and who they assume is a prince to come to celebrate their wedding.
0: Right. Her parents, who are the king and queen of the kingdom far, far away. Probably the best joke in this movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes. Is that the kingdom is named Far, Far Away? I think so. I think it's the best joke in the movie.
1: Especially, I really enjoy when they're in the carriage going there. The signs say, like, 200 miles to away. Yeah, it
0: starts out being Far, Far Away, then Far Away, then away. Yeah. I appreciate that joke.
1: Yeah, it's very... I think that's a really good one.
0: Yeah, so they are invited to Far, Far Away, and Shrek is kind of reluctant to do so, but They go.
1: Well, yeah. So they actually have a big fight about it. Um, One of my favorite dumb references, though, is when he calls them, like, Sergeant Heartbreak in the Fancy Pants Club Band or something, which was really dumb, but I appreciated it in the moment.
0: Here's my question about all of this. What was Fiona's plan with regard to her family? Because... She apparently has no qualms about going back to them. She is just excited to see them. She later on defends them having sent her to the tower as being for her protection. Like, she appears to bear no grudge towards them. And yet, she seems completely astonished by, like, what? Word from mom and dad? Wow. And then it's just like, let's go! It's gonna be great! And I'm just wondering, like, did this occur to her at all during her marriage and honeymoon? Maybe she forgot about them. She was in that tower
1: so long, she just, like, didn't think about the after part.
0: She just gets excited and defends them immediately after apparently never having thought of them in what 10 15 years apparently
1: i mean maybe she was like uh going to visit my parents it's it's far far away
0: so they go to uh they go to far far away they ride past a whole bunch of visual gags designed for adults
1: yes it is supposed to be la which i thought was kind of fun and I will say, as a kid, I got most of the visual gags. Yeah. They're not that bad. It's Farbucks. um, What are the other ones? Abercrombie and Witch. That one was easy enough to get.
0: No, they're not as obscure as... um... Like, say, the ones in B-Movie with Ray Liotta. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that bad. But I do just feel uh, the movie creaking and pulling itself apart as it can't decide what it cares about. Does it care more about just doing a bunch of fantasy parodies of stuff, or does it care more about this story? And I really do feel the influence of the four screenwriters, where it's like, okay, well, the director is a credited writer, and I know he worked on the story, and at some point was one of these writers brought in just to, like, write more fantasy jokes because people liked him in the first movie.
1: Oh, I'm sure. It's like in The Good Place, when Megan Amram posted a picture of a piece of paper she had with just a hundred puns on it for all the restaurants in The Good Place. I
0: think the difference between that is The Good Place is never drawing my attention to those puns. No. And I think Shrek 2... Wants me to stop and look at them.
1: Oh, of course. The Good Place does it much better. Don't get me wrong.
0: Okay, so anyway, this takes us then to our third point, right? Right. With just a wave of my magic wand. Your troubles will
1: soon be gone.
0: With a flick of the wrist and just a flash, you'll land a prince with a ton of cash. So they meet
1: Fiona's mom and dad, voiced by John Cleese and Julie Andrews.
0: Yep. I forgot Julie Andrews was in this. Oh, me Jandrews too. herself.
1: <laughs> Fiona's gonna definitely point out that you're making that a thing yeah but i'm making fun of her um so they do a conversation where it all runs into each other where both shrek and the king are harold is the king's name are talking about wanting to leave and fiona and the queen whose name i forget Uh,
0: julie andrews (laughs) queen jangers
1: fill in the other side grandma talking about being nice And I feel like-
0: We get a similar conversation later at the dinner table. Yeah,
1: but I think that one kind of works. I enjoyed it because I think they did the cuts pretty well. The
0: one walking up is really good, I think. I think the dinner table one is weaker. Oh, yeah. Especially when it ends with the donkey. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they throw in- Donkey is wearing thin.
1: They throw in a Rocky Horror Picture Show joke for some reason. Now, that one is definitely one not for kids.
0: (laughs) I would imagine so. (laughs) Yes. So they meet, and John Cleese is immediately pretty put off. He's like, this, this is not what I planned for.
1: Right. Well, as we find out, this is not what I made a deal
0: for. Right. So John Cleese, spoiler alert, is the Frog Prince. Yes. And John Cleese made a deal with Jennifer Saunders, the fairy godmother. Who is the mother of Prince Charming. The mother of Prince Charming. How who is- we, need, we need to talk about Gilderoy Lockhart over here. Yes,
1: my question if he's the daughter the daughter the son of the fairy godmother how is he a prince already
0: his fairy godmother banged a king okay then she pieced out because she just wanted a son but right. he's still technically the heir to that throne but
1: what throne is it I don't know the
0: Kingdom further away. So
1: why does, maybe he's- The
0: kingdom over yonder. Maybe
1: he's the prince of away, but then why is she obsessed about getting him the throne of far, far away?
0: Maybe it's one of those things where it's like technically a vassal state, but they're allowed to call their leader a king. Ah, maybe. Or it could be one of those things where some vassal states, their high rank is prince. True. So it could be that.
1: Maybe he's he is in charge.
0: He is in charge of the kingdom of over yonder. Yes, but he wants to be a king, so he's got to marry her.
1: Right, because just like Lord Farquaad, to right. be a king, he had to marry a princess.
0: Exactly. Um, These are both just title drama movies. Can we talk about Prince Charming's quest? So the movie starts off. With a nod to the original Shrek with a story being told of Fiona being put in the tower. But instead of it being Shrek using the story to wipe his butt, it's Prince Charming putting himself into the story and enduring blistering winds and scorching deserts and climbing to the highest peak of the tallest tower. And there he finds the first of several incidents of cross-dressing in this movie.
1: I don't know if the wolf counts
0: as cross-dressing anymore. I think this is just the wolf's identity. I, quite possibly. But this is the beginning and it's not the end of it. This movie has like a, a an unusual thing about this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, the big one is Pinocchio.
0: Pinocchio and the the thong thong. is like a bit. That's not just a one-off. That is a bit.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because thongs themselves are funny to children as a concept.
0: It's a very like pink and like frilly thong. Yeah,
1: and then just putting it on a boy is even sillier.
0: Right. And I don't know what the movie thinks of Doris.
1: I never really thought about it that way. I thought she was always just an ugly woman and that there was nothing really more to it than that. They just wanted a deep voice and got Larry King.
0: That's probably it. I just noticed it in conjunction with these other two incidents. Yeah.
1: I mean, the wolf is a definitely like leftover from the first one. Right. It is described at one point in this as a gender confused wolf. I don't think the wolf is confused. No,
0: I think the wolf knows exactly what he's doing or she is doing. Yeah. It's worth noting, by the way, I wanted to check back. The wolf was your date. From Shrek 1. <laughs>
1: oh, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. He's. I still love the wolf.
0: Yeah, the wolf can do whatever the wolf wants. I'm going to stop using pronouns for I the know. wolf.
1: I don't know how the wolf identifies anymore. I think the
0: wolf just identifies as someone in a nightgown. Here's my other question about the wolf. The wolf, when Prince Charming arrives, is reading Pork Illustrated magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Holding it vertically like a centerfold. So here's my question. is the wolf attracted to pigs? Like, does he want to have sex with pigs? Or is the wolf looking at pig illustrated because it's clearly the swimsuit edition of pork illustrated is he more just like trying to get a sense of like where is there good meat
1: i think it's more of a culinary magazine okay but they can't call it porking light because then it has the word porking in it the
0: cover has a pig in a bikini
1: yeah i assume <laughs> maybe it is like it's sold to pigs but then he's just looking at it like think of what he wants to eat
0: That's such a, like, fascinating idea. I know. I feel like that's the next Hannibal Lecter movie. Yeah.
1: Because he is also, like, friends
0: with the three little pigs. It's very strange. Yeah. And that's one of the things where I'm like, we introduce these concepts. It's like, oh, what if they're reading Pork Illustrated? But that raises so many weird questions. It's the (laughs) bee movie problem. Like, if the bees have cars, what do they run on? Honey? But honey is money. And as we know from the tagline of that movie, honey just got funny. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. (laughs) It's best to just try and not think about it and take it for the cheap laugh it is.
0: I'm just trying to understand the movie.
1: (laughs) You can't.
0: I know. Um, so anyway, they meet the parents. The parents don't like Shrek. Well, Jandrews is fine.
1: Well, she's doing her best to be polite. You can tell she's not, like, thrilled about it, but she wants to accept her daughter for the choices that her daughter has made.
0: Right. And that scene where they're sitting around the dinner table was sort of the crux of the director Andrew Adamson's idea for it. The screenwriters of the first movie, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio... Who went on to write the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy? I had pitched a story for this one that was another sort of fairy tale adventure. And Addison was like, no, I don't want to do that again. I want to do something else. And he was watching Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And he's like, what if I made that, but with Shrek? <laughs> so Shrek is Sidney Poitier. And guess who's coming to dinner? Oh my God. And John Cleese is Spencer Tracy.
1: And Julie Andrews is Catherine Hepburn. Exactly. Wow. I
0: don't know who played the daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me neither. Uh...
0: Just remember Shrek equals Sidney Poitier.
1: I don't really want to remember that, (laughs) but that scene is very much a masculine dominance moment in a film that definitely takes issue to those, which I kind of enjoyed. Like, the gender issues in this movie are definitely there, and it's not like femininity is prized, but the point of this movie which I appreciated, is that you should actually listen to what your spouse is saying instead of deciding for them.
0: Okay, yeah. I think that's a reasonable read on this. Yeah.
1: So the whole movie, Shrek and her father are fighting over what they think is best for Fiona instead of just saying, hey, Fiona, what do you
0: want? And Fiona's the one who kind of takes charge in the end, kind of, because it only really works because of the choices of john cleese right anyway so after this fiona gets upset by the way that her dad and shrek are fighting at dinner so she runs back to her room and starts crying and that's when the fairy godmother comes up and she sings a song about how she can give her everything I she s- wants including are you about to talk about the mirror no. because a mirror swings by when she sings the kind of gal a prince could date and i swear the face in that mirror looked exactly like george w bush really i'm not certain but i'm pretty confident that's what it, it looked was, like i
1: thought it was kyle who's kyle The chauffeur. No. sexy man-boy chauffeur Kyle.
0: No, no, no. When the fairy godmother's, like, singing all this stuff. Yeah. It's a vision of, like, what that guy should be. I'm pretty sure it's W. (laughs) Who knows?
1: Uh, I used to know every word to that song outside of (laughs) listening to the movie. Can
0: you sing it for us now?
1: Um, with... Just a flick of my magic wand, your troubles will soon be gone. A flick of the wrist, and just like that, you'll land a prince with a ton of cash. A high-priced dress made by mice, no less. That's all I- the the rest is not there. Wow. Yeah, I used to know the whole thing.
0: That is impressive. Because that is not on the album, is it? I don't think so. I think you just have to learn that by watching it. (laughs) I
1: think I just watched this movie a lot. Guys, the days of home video, when you didn't have all of the streaming, you watched the same movie. You watched the same ones over and over
0: again, right. Yeah, I used to like go to sleep reciting movies I'd seen a million times in my head just to, like bore myself to sleep.
1: I mean, I listened to music to fall asleep my whole life, so. Oh, okay. Uh I think this brings us to point number 4 though.
0: Well, I think before we get there, we have to account for after Fiona's like to the fairy godmother. No, I'm I'm married. I oh, don't right. want your random George W. Bush person. <laughs>
1: Or, <laughs> like, or to bang your sexy chauffeur. Already
0: married, mission accomplished, no need for any of that. Hang it on a battleship and I'm going to move on. Yeah. Shrek comes back and they fight. Shrek immediately starts packing up. He's like, we're leaving. We're getting out of here. Your family is never going to accept me. I'm going back to the swamp. And they have a whole fight. She, in a moment of rage, tells him that he's acting like an ogre. Yes. Which to which he says, here's a news flash for you. I am an ogre. So sad.
1: Um, and then they go to bed, they decide not to leave that moment, I guess, so they go to bed, and John Cleese then hires someone to kill Shrek?
0: Yeah, so the next day, Shrek leaves, because John Cleese, who is in cahoots with the fairy godmother, she made the deal where she turned him into a human, so he could marry Jandrews, but in exchange, his... Child would have to marry fairy godmother's child. And so he's like, well, I got to get rid of Shrek so I can stay a frog. So he tells Shrek to meet him in the woods. The deepest, <laughs> darkest <laughs> the part deepest, of the woods.
1: Darkest part, past the shrubbery that looks like Shirley Basie. Yeah.
0: And so that's a Ray Liotta joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a Ray Liotta joke. So then, what we learn is that the king has taken out a hit on Shrek, a dark thing that is never addressed. And yep. I want to dig deep into this.
1: Yeah, and the person taking the hit is Puss in Boots,
0: played by Antonio Banderas, who tragically never got a film of his own.
1: And after slightly beating him in battle, oh my gosh. Puss in Boots just
0: decides that he's best friends with Shrek. Puss in Boots is introduced as the deadliest, most intimidating assassin in the history of the world. Yeah. And he, like, kinda attacks Shrek once and then gets a hairball, at which point Shrek picks him up. And after that, Puss in Boots is one of the gang. Yep. He's a terrible assassin.
1: Oh, he's the worst. Also, there's no way he returned that gold to the king,
0: too. No! He's a bad cat!
1: Maybe he's just a scam artist. Like, he's just going around scamming people because he demands upfront payment for assassination so and would, does just enough to maintain his reputation.
0: So, would you say there are two Gilderoy Lockharts in this movie?
1: Yes, two Gilderoy Lockharts. This is a two Lockhart film.
0: Uh, speaking of locked hearts. Shrek decides he needs to do something to get Fiona's to open to him a little bit more.
1: He decides that he needs to talk to the fairy godmother for advice, which, why?
0: Well, he doesn't know the fairy godmother is connected to anything else. Oh, he sees the business card That's right. that says where all your dreams come true.
1: Happiness is just a teardrop. Away. There
0: we go. And so he's like, oh, great, we can make Donkey cry. And then we'll get Fairy Goblin later to show up. And she's like, I'm out at the moment, sir. Just um, swing by the office and we'll see if we can sort you out. And suddenly so they go to the office and we are teased with an amazing idea for a movie, which is elves unionizing in their magic factory.
1: Oh, into it.
0: Would 100% watch that movie. Would rather watch that movie. And instead, Shrek and Donkey and Puss are like going through the factory. And they're like, we got to find something that's going to make things better. And that's where they land on the Happily Ever After potion. I definitely
1: game. played a Shrek 2 game. I did not. Where this is the big, like, battle area.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that was, like, a PS2 game. Must have been.
0: Uh- the soundtrack for this movie is not as good as the first Shrek, but it's still pretty solid. I mean,
1: Funky Town, man.
0: <laughs> so that's when they're coming into Far, Far Away. The other one I was talk about is when they take the potion, it turns Donkey into a stallion. Specifically, as we're reminded, a white bronco. That's an OJ joke.
1: When do they say that,
0: though? During the Nights episode. Oh. So they do a parody of the TV oh show God, Cops with knights, And we have one. a camera chasing a white Bronco.
1: I think this might be where I first learned about the idea of drugs.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Or at least what pot was.
0: Okay. Because
1: I was in... F-
0: There's a Mushrooms joke in this movie.
1: I was in what? Fourth grade? Probably. And in Georgia. So, you know... <laughs> Not a lot of discussion of marijuana as a concept.
0: So they take the potion, and Donkey gets turned into a white Bronco. Shrek gets turned into a great big lug of a man. Mm-hmm. And Fiona gets turned back into her human self from the first movie. And while this is happening... I
1: like, it's the acknowledgement that Fiona was hot, according to this magic story. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because <laughs> it's a potion that's supposed to turn you into, like, the hottest version of yourself. Right. And the song that's playing is Changes.
1: Yeah. Changes! But a weird cover where David Bowie is still featured, so I'm kind of just like, why didn't they just do the David Bowie song because it must have been the same price at least to get David Bowie to come into the studio.
0: So the reason I wanted to bring this up is uh, my sister, past guest Mora, when she was a youth once put on a play with her best friend called Changes Make a Change, in which that song featured prominently. I think it played several times and it was basically a mashup of Freaky Friday and the Prince and the Pauper where uh, like I think actually royalty and a poor person switched bodies or something and probably switched back. I don't remember the plot. I just remember that song playing a whole lot.
1: Oh, Mora. Okay, so they take the potion.
0: (laughs) 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 This is where things get a little dicey. Yes. For starters, Shrek is found by a bunch of milkmaids when he gets turned into Big Lug. And one of them says, are you from Europe? Which again raises the question, where the heck does this movie take place? It's like a parallel dimension. It's a world that has Europe. But
1: the other thing is that begs the question, are they not in Europe? Because everyone's white.
0: True. But this is also a movie that uses words like cars and Bob Barker. And this is where I'm getting at, like... In the first movie, I felt like the pop culture jokes were ones that fit into, like, the stories and the characters. Whereas this one, it feels like people just, like, riffing on ideas. Like, when Donkey cites Bob Barker in conversation, that doesn't fit in the story in any way. (laughs) I mean, maybe... They have a version of the Price is Right in far, far away. But that's the thing is, I feel like the first movie had rules for their references, yeah, and this one doesn't.
1: This is where they first slip, and then it does get much worse.
0: It's the Road to Shark Tale,
1: right? Anyway, the movie I would watch.
0: <laughs> the Road to Shark Tale <laughs> is that a Shark Road to El Dorado Shark Tale mashup? Yeah, <laughs> the prize at the end is a DVD of Shark Tale. Oh boy. <laughs> So the key that's happening here is that, because the fairy godmother knows that they took that potion, when Shrek runs to the castle to find her, the fairy godmother traps him and her son, Gilderoy Lockhart, greets her, and is like, hello, I'm a handsome, sexy man. I am Shrek. And this is what the potion turned me into. Except he's a very bad actor, and he basically just is himself, and he's not willing to commit to being Shrek, who would, like, burp or stuff. Right. Because he needs to be too fancy.
1: And so Fiona is hoodwinked, because she hasn't met Prince Charming yet. Yeah, this
0: is dicey.
1: Well, the whole Fairy Godmother's plot is to trick Fiona into marriage without her
0: consent, so...
1: It is dicey to say the least. and then the fairy godmother also convinces Shrek that this is what Fiona wants.
0: right the fairy godmother is like, look, wouldn't she be better off just with like actual royalty and not with some swamp dweller like you? Yeah,
1: which clearly she was going going to, be to live happy in the
0: swamp with. and maybe yeah. never contact her parents again because much as she loves them, she had not thought of it.
1: True enough.
0: <laughs> so okay. Shrek leaves and he's feeling sad um best spin-off option from this movie is sad piano man Captain Hook. Who is great.
1: Uh, centered around the Poisoned Apple, which I like as a bar. Yeah, it'd
0: be headquartered at the Poisoned Apple Bar where all the bad guys hang out. You could make a movie out of that place. Yeah. It'd be about Captain Hook and Doris working this bar, and Captain Hook is just playing Drop a Poison and sad songs and just, like, crushing it. I love Captain Hook in this movie. Yes. So- but so that's where then Shrek overhears the next meeting of John Cleese and the Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming. Where Prince Charming is like, she's not warm enough to me. It's like, good for you, Fiona, for realizing something is weird. Right. And then the fairy godmother's like, oh, don't worry. Just take this love potion and she'll be putty in your hands. Right.
1: So then Shrek realizes that, wow, this is shady F. Right. So he tries to run after Fiona to tell her, but then he gets arrested on the TV show Nights.
0: Yeah, it's a straight-up cops parody. At one point, instead of pepper spray, they're grinding pepper onto their faces.
1: I mean, that one works in storyline. Right. So I thought that one was pretty funny. This is where the marijuana joke comes in because they find kitty litter. uh, Catnip.
0: Catnip, right, on... Puss. He tries saying, that's not mine. Yeah. The weird thing I thought about the whole love potion plotline was that this is apparently a very potent potion, the Happily Ever After potion. It's apparently really potent and really serious. It's kept behind glass where a lot of these other ones aren't. And I'm surprised that the potion doesn't control for love potions. That seems like a pretty gaping hole. Like, I feel like for the Happily Ever After, which is apparently like a really serious deal. Yeah. A love potion shouldn't be able to affect it. Because the happily ever after, the transformation will only stay in place if you kiss the person you're in love by midnight within 24 hours. And the love potion makes you in love with anybody. Yeah. It feels kind of like...
1: Well, it makes you in love with the first person you kiss.
0: Is that it? So the plan is like both potions will kick in at the same time? Right.
1: I think that's the plan. Okay. Because that's why she didn't, like, well, she never took it, but that's why he didn't, like, fall in love with Fiona or Fairy Godmother after he'd drunk the potion. Right, that makes sense. It's just the first person you kiss is who you fall in love with.
0: Right, that makes more sense. Uh, By the way, also, when they're arrested by the knights, Puss refers to the knights as capitalist pig dogs.
1: Oh, big fan.
0: I would watch that movie, too. Yeah. Puss in Boots unionizes the elves in a socialist uprising perfect we should make a puss in boots movie oh my god
1: what an idea it would be such a disappointment if we found out there's a puss in boots movie where that's not the plot
0: yeah i am glad that there's not a puss in boots movie so we can just have this perfect one living in our head that way i can truthfully say hashtag i've seen puss in boots yeah because i've seen this tremendous vision in my head yeah the full film Of course, the one catch is, I think if DreamWorks made the movie about Puss in Boots and the elves against the capitalist pig dogs, they would literally be pig dog hybrids.
1: Oh, that would be horrifying. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. So then, watching TV, we see Pinocchio, Gingy, the three blind mice, the three little pigs, and the big bad wolf. They see Shrek get arrested on nights and go and rescue him.
0: Right, they've been watching this big ball that's supposed to be thrown in Shrek and Fiona's honor, and they're like... Wait a minute. That seems like Shrek and Donkey. Yeah. Let's go get them. So then Is that this point number five now?
1: Yeah, so I think this is point number five. Where Shrek has now realized that Fiona he loves Fiona. Fiona's being tricked and he needs to go.
0: It's more important to be there for her right. than to focus on his own upset at how he was treated by John Cleese.
1: His weird issues.
0: Well, I mean, John Cleese really was a jerk to him. Oh, yeah. But it's more important to be there for Fiona right. than it is to just protect himself. Because the whole narrative of the first movie is that Shrek is someone who tends to isolate himself. Now, I think by the end of the first movie, Shrek learns to open himself up more. So we're kind of learning a similar lesson this time.
1: It's about opening yourself up to actual communication with the people in your life. Because Shrek learned to open himself up, but at the... At the Based on the beginning of this movie, he never learned to actually talk. Like, he hasn't learned how to express what he wants and compare that to what the other people want and then figure out how to move forward.
0: So, they break Shrek out. He rides Donkey. They have to get the gingerbread man to make them a giant gingerbread cookie.
1: Named after a character in Blazing Saddles, another movie children should not watch. Right.
0: And they stormed the castle. And they bust in.
1: And he kind of yells out Fiona, and she sees him-
0: As Charming grabs her and kisses her.
1: Right. But earlier, instead of giving her the potion, John Cleese realizes, wow, you should respect the decisions of women, and drinks the love potion instead.
0: Which is also an act of self-sacrifice. He shouldn't have wound up in that situation ever. Right. But when the moment hits, it's an act of self-sacrifice because- he gets turned back into a frog. Right, because he's the frog prince.
1: Which is interesting because this implies that the frog prince was a prince of frogs and was never a human. And that maybe by marrying the queen is how he became king of Far, Far Away.
0: I mean, here's the thing is, what we've already seen is the idea that Farquaad wanted to become a king by marrying a princess. So is this really just a matrilineal society?
1: It sounds like titles are only carried by women. Yeah. But so my question is, this means the queen did fall in love with an actual frog and not a prince that had been turned into a frog. Correct. Huh.
0: She fell in love with a literal talking frog.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: I Just... mean, this is a franchise where a dragon and a donkey fall in love, so... Dragon
1: is not in this movie.
0: It's halfway through the credits.
1: Oh. Halfway
0: okay. through the credits, the credits, dragon swoops back in, and that's where the dragon-donkey hybrid monstrosities show up for the first time. Right. Um. One thing I liked in this is that Fiona shows a visible reluctance to be kissed by Charming Yeah, during the day, which suggests it kind of ups the creep factor, but it also tells that she knows something is up. Like, even when she yeah. thinks it's her husband and something weird is going on, she's like, yeah, I'm not here for this.
1: Yeah, so she's not willing to reciprocate the emo- like the feelings. Which oh.
0: doesn't stop Charming from grabbing her and kissing her, trying to put the potion into effect, but like we said... It's actually John Cleese. So So Charming is defeated. The fairy godmother is defeated.
1: Yeah. She's turned into a bunch of bubbles after a rebounding spell hits her.
0: And then at the end, Fiona makes a point of not kissing Shrek before midnight because she wants them to be together as ogres.
1: Right. She never wanted to be a human again. And that was a decision put on her by Shrek. So in this moment, he lets her decide how to move forward. And she decides not to kiss him before midnight. So then right after midnight, they kiss.
0: They kiss, and that's the end of the movie.
1: And then, I guess, they just go back to their swamp. Actually... No, all the, the
0: other back movies back. are based out of Far Away.
1: Are they really? Yeah. Huh.
0: It'll be so- interesting to see what they do with the Shrek relaunch they're talking about. It's unclear whether it's a reboot, but they've hired writers to... They keep saying relaunch Shrek and Puss in Boots. So I guess they just means relaunch Shrek and spin Puss in Boots off. Because I don't know how you would relaunch that character.
1: Why would they like remake Shrek when the most recent one came out only a few years ago?
0: I don't think the plan is to remake it. I think the plan is just to revive the brand. Oh, okay. They've talked about potentially bringing back the actors. It's just been a while, so who knows if they'll all come back?
1: I mean, what's Mike Myers doing these days? He's
0: hosting uh, one of those like ABC game shows. Is he really? Yeah, he's hosting the new Gong Show. Okay. He did it for like a year as a character, not admitting that he was Mike Myers, and it didn't come out until like halfway through season two.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we watch this whole saga unfold. Do you think the romance between Shrek and Fiona is believable? It takes place over two days.
1: Yeah. I think that... It's- Her
0: dad takes out a hit on him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that doesn't really influence A
0: things. bad hitman. <laughs> a bad hitman who gave up. Yeah, I think it's still believable. Like The romance is, I'm upset that anyone's getting along with John Cleese at the end there.
1: Yeah, that should be a bigger issue. For
0: arranging this deal in the first place, and for taking out a hit on Shrek.
1: Yeah, there should be some less Immediate forgiveness.
0: He should be thrown in the dungeon. Yeah. Jandrews can get with a nice, weird-looking human, because all the humans look weird.
1: But that doesn't mean that a Shrek and Fiona romance is unbelievable. No, theirs is pretty good. Yeah. Where would you rate it? I don't know. It feels pretty high. It does. I mean... Maybe like an 8?
0: Yeah, I could go with an 8. Like, I think the emotions feel real. Shrek's upset at rejection. Yeah. I think his fear of rejection is a valid one. Right. Given his experiences with humans.
1: But her dad did take a hit out on him. Her dad took a hit out so on I him! I
0: think maybe that knocks a point or two off. Yeah. So let's do an 8 there. Do you find Shrek and Fiona dateable? No. Why?
1: Because neither of them really seems to know how to have open and honest communication except through argument.
0: Um, I mean, Fiona left out her childhood diary where she wrote Mrs. Fiona Charming over and over again. Like, what more communication do you want? Mrs. Fiona Charming. Mrs. Fiona Charming. Mrs. Fiona Charming. Mrs. Fiona Charming! (laughs) Mrs. Fiona Charming.
1: So, I don't know. Shrek definitely not. Fiona's more of a maybe, but...
0: Shrek is much more dateable in this one than in the first one. Well,
1: yeah. There is definitely growth, because otherwise the whole first movie is in vain. True. Even if he doesn't... He has to start somewhat redeemed. Um, I'm still leaning towards a no. Okay, that's
0: know. that's reasonable. But then, in that case, who would you date? You have to pick one person from the movie.
1: Can it still be the wolf, or should I choose someone new? You can stick with the wolf if you want. I think I might stick
0: with the wolf. I just dropped my pen there. Sorry about that. I'm going Captain Hook. Yeah, i He's surprised. a cool dude. He's... Got the music in him. He works at the Poison Apple, which is kind of a cool place. Yeah. I f- he feels very soulful, too. Mm. So deep. Yeah. I'm still mad at Simon Cowell for saying in Far, Far Away Idol that Hook failed, Hook line, and stinker. I did not appreciate that. No,
1: it was not a good pun either.
0: Uh, do you think Shrek and Fiona would stay together? Probably.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably. We have Like, what, two movies in a Universal Studios 40 d film to prove that they do?
0: Don't forget Shrek the Halls. Oh, God. I did, indeed. I <laughs> I've never <that>. seen it <laughs> either. Uh, but even without that seven-year account, I that, think they're yeah. in a place where they would stay together for sure. They love each other. They've reached a deeper understanding. Yeah,
1: I think that does it for this movie.
0: Yeah, looking towards next week, we're preparing for the release of Into the Spider Verse by looking at one of the most infamous film adaptations of ye old webslinger. Uh, we're doing Sam Raimi's 2007 Spider-Man 3. That's a movie that I've already watched
1: and have thoughts about.
0: Boy, do I too. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about this.
1: I think Will and I might differ on some of this.
0: Well, we differed on this. Yeah. Until then, of course, you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at Pod, And you can email us questions or movie suggestions at lovethelovepod at gmail.com.
1: Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show.
0: Yeah. Last question. What is the best piece of dating advice you got from this movie?
1: Be yourself. Because both times that people tried to change themselves with Harold and Shrek, it did not go over well. Is Harold still a frog in Shrek 3?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. I only saw the third and fourth one once each. Um, I think my dating advice would be just, you know, rob a factory that you've maybe thought about unionizing. Or just become a unionizer. Or become a unionizer and rob the factory. Do both. Do both. Stick it to the capitalist pig dogs.
1: More crimes.
0: All right, there you go. Until next time, I'm a ginger. And I'm gay. So
1: between the two of us, we know everything there is to know about romance.
0: Bye. Bye. And the next far, far away idol is... No, you've got to be joking. Nope. It's me, everyone. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels. And not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows. And did it my Ladies and gentlemen, our time is up here, but we look forward to seeing you next time on Far, Far Away Idol.